then what'd you do? I licked it. And? And then I sticked it. Really? Yeah, it's gotta come by Christmas. Whoa! Oh, hello! Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 12 of Ring Crew Radio. I am the arbiter of all things professional wrestling, PJ Stackpole, alongside the infamous Nikki Kayfabe, and coming off the top rope, as always, Frank Cliff. Kayfabe, how we doing? Good, good. We got some uh, some new improvements that we're gonna we are, we're we gonna get to. Depends <laughs> who you talk to here. <laughs> we don't have a mouse pad, but we do have. All new setup here at Ring Crew Central. We got some nice chairs. I could finally uh, lounge back. I request a clarification on the term nice. Well, they took a little... So, let's just start this off. Mr. Stackpole is definitely the arbiter of all things wrestling. But he's, nothing, he's not the arbiter of anything with a fucking wrench. <laughs> I saw this man... It was get, a fucking Allen wrench. <laughs> I saw you get so fucking frustrated from putting a chair together. How are you going to have a kid one day and put together a Barbie playhouse? You don't have the fucking patience. As I told you, if I cannot do something quickly and easily... Obviously, something is wrong with that thing. See, there it is. Frank did it quick, and he left four screws out. <laughs> well, there's more to this story. If we're going to tell the people, Frank, if we're going to tell the people down the whole story, because Frank likes to leave out crucial details, Frank Cliff is responsible for the the financial situation of Ring for Radio. Which, Big fucking mistake. Which, needless to tell you, is dire. <laughs> and... He I like the penny pinch. He, I'm not going to have you dock me down. I like to find a fucking deal. He, All right. He chose to allocate resources toward better chairs. Great idea. Nikki K. Fabes can't sit up straight as is. He needs to speak into the mic. So and we, I have sciatica. And he's got You do not have sciatica. I'm not letting you put nonsense on here. You show me that doctor's note, and then I'll let you talk about sciatica. Spell sciatica, you dumb fuck. S-C-I-A-T-I-A. The latest in the never-ending list of Nikki Kayfabe's <laughs> mental issues. <laughs> phys- physical, physical issues, I apologize. Wrong word. Physical issues. Latest is sciatica. So we got the new chairs. Frank Cliff, to his credit, probably spent about $7 total <laughs> for these three chairs. And, as you would expect, what a $7 chair is like trying to set up. It was it was barbarism. <laughs> I managed to put not one but two of them together. Okay. Now I'm not going to talk about and bolts getting loose. Now, let, now two is I can't believe I'm saying this, but Nikki Kayfabe is more man than either of us. He came <laughs> in like a jackhammer. We thought me and you bet and said when he comes in, there's no way he's building his chair. There's no way he's going to use the folding chair and he's going to say I'm not fucking doing it. Okay, Fabe, we had a plan. We were going to make you buy the food, and the leverage we were going to use is say, we'll put your chair together, but you got to pay for the food. We thought that was a surefire thing. We thought there's no way Kayfabe is putting together that chair. To Kayfabe's credit, he put together that chair. Then he looked at my chair, which Frank just took credit for. And Kayfabe was missing some, some integral pieces, was it not? Yeah, four of them. Unnecessary <laughs> bolts. You don't need all of them. They give you some extras. The no, chair it says you need them all. The chair. Well, lit- I'm sitting right now, and if my fat ass, this thing ain't <laughs> creaking, I was clearly right. My chair almost fell apart, <laughs> and Kayfabe came over to it, and he said, Oh, that's your problem. It's missing four screws. <laughs> it was which, an inside job. Which Frank had just, he knew where they were. He just set them up on a, on a table. Stackpole screwed stackpole. 
I want to see him fall by the end of this. That would be hysterical. That would be... Well, he'll sue. He'd sue like it's someone <laughs> else's fault. I'm going to sue Nikki Kayface for putting this chair together. <laughs> Fuck him. <sighs> so it's been an interesting week, gentlemen. It has been one hell of a week, which is why we're sticking once again to the five counts. The rope break. It's a rope break, brother. <laughs> and most of the items on this list that I'm looking at right now have to do with wrestling news. Because if you're not a loser like the three of us and you're not following wrestling news, if you have more important things in your life like children, girlfriends, you know, a job, wives, a, yeah, yeah, all of the things, a productive hobby, <laughs> or, or, or perhaps a crippling uh, you know, addiction or something that you can't afford to watch wrestling as often <laughs> as we do, you might have missed. Some of the scandalous news that broke this weekend, which brings us to topic number one. Vince McMahon has made an executive decision. It's almost as if he's the chairman of the board and founder of the company. How dare you? He made an executive decision to send a handful of workers back to the performance center. Nikki Kayfabe, this is your area of expertise. You were the man on the scene. Tell me what happened. Yeah, I was there when, uh, when Keith Lee arrived. He was looking all mad about being back down there. But but no, Keith Lee, uh, the bodyguard Amos, uh, Dabo Kato, Dio, uh, Dio Madden, and Otis were all sent back down for some more training. And for those of you who might be very unfamiliar, you would describe all of these guys as big guys. Big guys, correct. Yeah. And, and they're big guys in a big guy's business. Yeah, The I fucking mean, murderer's uh, role, big guys, right there. So this is a big... Um, this is a large, in, in many ways, a large group of men who were sent down to the performance center because Vince was unhappy. Do we know why Vince was unhappy? No, we don't. We're just going to be like the rest of the internet and fucking guess. Well, I mean, they said it was uh, in-ring work, just all around performance in general. And, I mean, I don't know how you can even say that when two of these guys have never worked. Before we even dissect this further, there's a simple analogy I could come up with because even though this is fantasy... This whole business is fantasy. It's still sports in a way, right? There's still sports realism to this. Well, if you were a major league athlete, if you were a baseball player, and you struggled against right-handed pitching, and over time, your coaches saw that you struggled with right-handed pitching, doesn't matter if you're Mike Trout, who's the best player in baseball, or the worst, you're going to naturally work on your, your weaknesses. So why would this be any different in a time and day where we don't have to do live events and all this other bullshit? What is the problem with guys who are not necessarily doing the right thing in something, going back and getting some training? So this created a, a huge stir. You would have thought someone was actually taking the money out of the pockets of wrestling fans around the world. They were very upset by this. How dare they? How, how dare he? But, you know, I... It's not clear what exactly Vince was upset about. And I think, because, I'm sorry, how can you be upset with Keith Lee's work overall? Well, this is the problem, too, is um, you have to remember how Vince is from what we've heard. He's right. very headstrong and very stubborn, and his way is the way. And there's an issue when you don't have an audience to fight that. Mm. So he's not getting those crowd reactions. Like, I think when Keith Lee debuted, he would have had a, a, a pop that would have blown a roof off interrupting Orton like that. So Vince is very reactionary. And this is probably something he saw, something that pissed him off. Yeah. And he probably said, send them all down. Huh? And he, they're probably, in his opinion, I've heard this around the rumor mills, they're not working like big guys. I will say Keith Lee 
doesn't quite work like a big man. Maybe well, that's something that Vince didn't like. He didn't like what he was saying. If you're sending him down there to do promos, I get it. Because he has a very strange delivery. And I'm not making fun of him, but he has a very, like, not intimidating voice for a person that that's I big. don't think he's setting them down for promos. If you look at the guys he sent down, there's one common denominator. They're big guys. So, Faves, what do you think upset the wrestling audience so much about this? It was just Keith Lee. The fact that he went back down and people are shocked by that because he's good. I mean, he was good in NXT. But but I watched Raw last night. Keith Lee was on Raw. Yeah. So he wasn't taken off the roster. No, no, no. He wasn't taken off the roster. They just sent him back down to the performance center just for like so classes he, and stuff so like that. So he went back down there just to, to train. To shine up. Yeah, basically. You know, You're going to go down there and they're going to stretch it, kid. You know, they did that to Big Show. They sent him down. They did in, that in to everybody. Right, that's what I'm saying. This is nothing new. But it, Glenn it, Jacobs got sent up and down three times before it, he was fucking Kane, and he news, could work. It's news because people hear about it and they make a big deal about it. That's Well, really- more specifically, people have had a negative idea of Keith Lee in the WWE since he's been signed to NXT because there's a stigma that as soon as certain independent talents reach the plateau of WWE... They're not going to be allowed to shine there. And Vince does what he can to bring them down, which I don't believe. I think he doesn't see what other people see in five foot nine wrestlers. But they're worried about Keith Lee so much. Go buy his fucking t-shirt. Go give him a reason to put him on Raw every week. This is... There's an overarching issue here that goes into society. People are getting offended for other people. Keith Lee's making a lot of money. Don't try for him. Don't cry for him. Who does he work for, Frank? The World Wrestling Entertainment. Who does he work for? What individual? Oh, Vince McMahon. Who's the chairman of the board? Vince McMahon. Who's the founder and figurehead of the company? Vincent K. McMahon. He's going to do what he wants. You are his employee. He wants to send you back. Go Take the money. Go back. Brush yourself up. Vince loves big guys. Do what he wants. Whatever he wants you to do. I mean, again, I also have to talk to these fans and say, just look back to the Royal Rumble last year. They don't give him the rub like that if they don't have things in their head for him. He's going to have his time. Get a great polished product, though, before you rush him out there, and he's not ready. So I feel stupid saying this. We, we opened the count out, or the five count, rather, with Vince McMahon sending the big guys back to school. And yet, at the end of it, I can't help but feel this is a lot to do about nothing. Oh, 100%. I mean, three of these guys... What the fuck's even, a dirt sheet? The three of these guys don't even... haven't really worked. The Amos hasn't worked. Right. The, the Dabo Kat only did the underground stuff. Dio Madden is in retribution, but you wouldn't even know. I mean, I, maybe it was Otis. Maybe Otis, because he does things big guys shouldn't do either. Well, Look, to your point before about these guys coming off the indies... They come off the indies where they can go crazy every show. They can do whatever they want. Vince needs you for weekly TV. You have to change your style. You're seen every single week. You can't dive every week. You can't sell for every guy every week. And and, and here's one other thing before we move on. because I'm not sure how much juice this has left. Keith Lee worked a program with Randy Orton. And, and, I, heard, and I heard some people complaining that, that Keith Lee was selling too much for Orton, right? Because he's a big guy, and maybe he should should handle it a different way. Imagine you're Keith Lee. You get up to the main roster, you're working with Orton. What do you want to do out there, Keith? Well, brother, I, you know, I'm not really going to sell for you out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's, you know, so I he's in a tough spot. Keith Lee's in a tough spot. 
I he did... wants to stand out. He wants to be unique, but he's also a big guy. And Vince feels a certain way about big guys. And you're going to do what Vince wants. If Vince wants you to dance the tango, you dance the tango. If he wants you to do a waltz, you do a waltz. He's paying them. I, I cannot believe the level of outrage that happened. That So people were so hurt. Keith Lee is probably a millionaire. And you're crying for him. Yeah. I did read that also a part of this was to get Otis to work a little bit safer. There was like a rumor with that. But again, this is all unconfirmed bullshit. We don't know. We this don't know. This may happen know. every week. Maybe every week they send somebody down it's to possible the possible for sure. Too. I think just the name caught people by surprise. And that was what it was. And then it, and then on Monday he was working that program with Miz and Morrison. And, right. And people were like, oh, look at him relegated to this. But Miz and Morrison are main event guys. So. Of course. They're people the best, have, they were the best thing on the show last night. Yeah. People have absolutely no patience anymore. They want everybody to come up, get that push, take the title. And more than anything, frankly, they want to be outraged. Nothing <laughs> makes people happier than getting outraged. Which brings me to the second item of today's five counts. Jim Ross had some disparaging words about AEW. Frank Cliff, can you pull it up? Yes. So I actually have a quote from Jim Ross from his podcast. He was asked, if finishers, the likes of the Superkick or DDT need to be protected, or if it's just part of the evolution of the wrestling business. You've been saying that forever. I've been saying it for a couple weeks now. And um, here was his response. That quote, that evolution of the business is bullshit. Yes, they should be protected. The DDT is a finish. The super kick is just a part of the flow of the match now. Nobody wins with it. What does that say to you? Does that say that guys back in the day were more proficient at delivering a DDT or a super kick than this generation where things are evolving? I want some proof of that shit. I want somebody to prove me that the changing of the wrestling business is what it is today and is making a difference. I say no. I told the kid the other day at AEW that everybody does the same fucking spot. All you guys go outside. You cluster up like coils. You stand there in a huddle, friends and foes together, <laughs> side by side, so you can catch some leaping idiot going off the top rope who never wins with this move. They're looking like they're looking for the holy shit chant. They love to hear this is awesome. It's a spot, folks. It's a trapeze act. I don't buy into that. The DDT is a great finish and should be used as such. End quote. I mean, to Pat's point before, uh, saying, you know, you, you're on weekly television now. You can't do all these spots and and expect people to, to not get tired of them or see them uh, constantly and know that they're not going to finish a match at this point. I'll just say it. I think Jim Ross is 100% correct in his analysis of the situation. I think he's 100% correct. I don't think we have to say a thing about Jim Ross. I don't think he's the problem here. I think once again we go to the outcry and the outrage because he said this. Yeah, he got a lot of shit for He it. got chewed out by his own fucking talent there. Yeah. He got, I don't know exact quotes. I've seen a few things, but mm -hmm. nothing directly from wrestlers, so it's still gossip bullshit. But right. he got chewed out there. He got chewed out all over the internet because he stated the fucking obvious what? That I've seen since the first day I watched it. How about, how about this? How about it's not obvious? How about it's his opinion? How about it's his opinion? And since you're the greatest announcer in wrestling history, you have a right to your opinion. And notice he even says, he told the, he told the roster this. This is nothing he just went on the air with Conrad Thompson and, and shouted into the ether. This is something that you know he was telling the audience, the, not the audience, the roster. Fuck off! 
You know he said it. They do dive too much. Fuck off. They do overdo the kick, the super kick. They do kick out of every fucking thing and the moves mean nothing. All of that is true. Now, do I want to return to the days where the DDT was a finish? Probably not. But his larger point is that the moves mean nothing and they dive every week is all 100% true. And I cannot agree enough with the heels and faces standing together waiting to catch somebody. Yeah, that's every company, though. But it's stupid. It's a stupid spot. It doesn't mean it's good. Tell me this. The ring bell was taken away as, as an accessory to murder over time because people deemed it was a stupid spot. That has more relevance to me, someone getting clocked over the head with a bell and it dinging, than some idiot doing his toupee suicida and four idiots catching him. They're on different teams. It makes no sense. And they do it. Look, there's every a, match. There's a time and a place for a big old dive, right? They do it at Mania every year when they used. To, well, they used to when they did the Money in the Bank. It used to only happen at Mania. Someone, Someone's going down. Someone grab a ladder, jump off it, jump on ten guys. It was fine. It happened once in a while. You're not used to seeing something like that. When you do it every single week on TNT, it's too much. It's just too much. It really is. I mean, it really is. And again. The, le- the disproportion between the amount of outrage and how simple, straightforward, correct, and non-controversial JR's opinion was is stunning. I don't think it's fair that you can't criticize the product anymore. The WWE could get shoot out for every single thing they do, and they deserve to. After watching Raw this week, they deserve to get every bit of what they get from the fans. But you can't do that and then get pissed off when people say, well, I don't like a fucking spot fest. With a bunch of five nine assholes that don't look like wrestlers. Well, Nikki K. Faves, what do you say to someone who says Jim Ross works for AEW, and any criticism of AEW he should keep internally and not go on his podcast and publicize no, the I world mean, to hear? If he has a, an issue with it, I, why not? I mean, it, like you said, it's his opinion, so he's allowed to have it and he's allowed to discuss it with with other people. I mean, he probably knew he was going to get shit for it. Also, clearly, I mean, he has the ability to do this. Now, if he didn't, I doubt he would have said this in the podcast. He clearly has creative output or is allowed to say something. I don't think he would have had the same deal in the WWE or F if he went out and spoke against the company while he was with them. He never spoke out against WWE while he was with them. Maybe. maybe Now, that's an interesting thing. Maybe he said it backstage numerous times and no one was listening to him. He was like, ah, fuck it. You know what? I'll just yeah. say it out loud. I'll, I'll get some shit for it, and maybe people will realize that. And he's going to say, Connor, I didn't say anything that I didn't say to the boys. Yeah. Right? He just yeah. said on air what he's been saying in the back. I think you're absolutely right, Nick. I think he just said, I, I've said it to everybody, and now I'll say it to, to even more people. Yeah. And then see what they have to say about me. So to summarize, <laughs> leave Jim Ross the fuck alone. All right, I'm happy he's doing a podcast. Shout out to that podcast. He, I, when I hear about Jim Ross, he's just a man. He's just a man. Everything he talks about, I didn't like it, but I did it. <laughs> Without him, we would have never got Rock Austin three. And if he's not on AEW programming, they don't have as good a program. Probably not. He's the best announcer of all time. Now, not to make fun of him, that's that's really. <laughs> What what are you comparing him to? 80-year-old Taz or the no. idiot with the mask? Gordon Soley, Tony Schiavone, Jerry yeah, Waller, that's true. It's a Paul lust. Heyman, Jim Cornette, Kevin Kelly, every commentator, Jesse Ventura, Bobby Heenan, Gene Okerlund. No, I think he's great. I'm just saying Monsoon. compared to the people on there, obviously he's going to be the best. Oh, Schiavone's on there. Well, I'm telling you. It stands. He's not just the best on AEW programming. 
He's the best announcer in the sport, period, that there's ever been. That there's ever been. And Do you believe currently as well? That's hard to say. I'm not super, super familiar, but I'm going to make another jump. I am, I am editing our uh, um, five count on the fly here because since you talk about commentary, I just watched a match. Which brings us to our number three item. Omega, Kenny Omega, mm -hmm. has retained um, the Mega... The AAA, the AAA title. It was the Mega title. There's different levels of title. You think everything's just named the AAA title? No, yeah. I okay. It was the Mega title. Um, and I watched the match, and one of the things that stuck out to me was the commentary. Because it was half in Spanish, and then little spurts of English. Which just I gotta tell bit. you, as someone who is not bilingual, I sure as hell appreciate it. <laughs> So I really enjoyed it, and I was watching Kenny Omega closely. For those of you at home, a little peek behind the curtain. Nikki Kayfabe wanted to talk about Kenny Omega in this match, but he didn't watch the match. I watched it. So I watched it like here. an idiot. He I watched it here. Yeah, he watched it. He watched it here in studio. While building a chair. While building his chair, whereas I watched it at home. But I am glad I watched it. I watched it in anticipation for you, Kayfabe. Omega was good. I thought he was good. Because... I, I, a lot of what I hear from him is critical. A lot of it comes from Cornette. And then a lot of it is... <laughs> but then a lot Fucking of it is, Kenny Olivier. A lot of it is from Meltzer. He just thinks Kenny Omega is just the best. In I mean, his eyes, he Kenny Omega is Shawn Michaels 96 mixed with Stone Cold 98 mixed with Triple H 04. He's the greatest thing to ever touch wrestling. And I think he's a very good performer. I don't think he's the greatest ever. I think he was very good. I liked what I saw. Outrageous to compare him to I any of my the aforementioned. Thank you. Kayfabe, this was your baby. Take no, I, I my thing about it wasn't the match. It was the fact that he's the golden boy in, in a different company, right? And he's bouncing around to Impact, and he's bouncing around to these other companies. And he's he did a spot that he didn't get caught on outside the ring, and it looked like it hurt his back a little. But it's it's you're gonna have these this golden boy, this, your champion. Go to other companies and try to do a belt collector kind of gimmick. And if he gets hurt, then what? It's like WWE is the British Empire and um, AEW is the 13 colonies and they're siding with France. You know, you're going to see alliances between TNA, between AAA, between AEW. Of course they're going to pull their resources. If the territories had pulled their resources when Vince was gobbling them up in the 80s, maybe they could have fought them off. So I don't... Blame them for doing business together. Yep. They have to spread Omega around. They have to pull their resources and do everything they can to try to compete with WWE. It, WWE is a monopoly. It's a global product. Wrestling. It's not of just America. Is, so you need him to fight in Mexico. Yeah, you need to fine. send his ass to Impact. They got to link up. They got to. I'm they fine. got to. They got to. I, I just, I, you overuse him. And then what if he gets hurt, then you're kind of fucked. I mean, if you, you know what my bigger issue with it? He hasn't had a singles match that good on AEW. No, it was a good match. And they let him go to fucking Mexico and do this, but then they put him in a fucking tag team with a shit payoff. This is... You're not using your star correctly, but you're leasing him out and letting them do it. What are you, a fucking idiot? And he pulled like a Rick Rude on, on Saturday. He oh, that's up, true. He showed up on Impact in a pre-taped segment, and then he wrestled on uh, in Mexico. And... 
I don't know if he quarantined on his way back. I know AEW. Well, that's an interesting thing. You know, I'm not one of these people that really dissect that, but it doesn't make a lot of sense that if you're making people quarantine for two or three days before they go there, he's allowed to make an exception because that was the whole excuse for why Moxley couldn't head back to Japan and defend his belt and all that other shit. But that's all political mess. I don't even care about that. What I care about is why waste your best wrestler somewhere else? Uh, You know, I hear you. I understand that point. I also know that Vince McMahon was able to conquer the professional wrestling industry because the other smaller territories would not do business together. That's one of many reasons Vince was able to conquer. The number one being his big old balls. but The grapefruits. The grapefruits the size of pomegranates. <laughs> he, you know, so he, you know, they have to... Again, to repeat myself, they have to pool their resources and they have to make those crossover happens. Impact, AEW, AAA. I don't even think Lucha Underground is a thing anymore, but if they were, they should be in it too. Pool your resources. The wrestling world is small and Vince McMahon owns not half, not three-fourths. 98%. He owns like 99% of the professional wrestling marketplace. And if you are going to stand up to him... And try to get your product on an equal footing as him, you're going to have to make some deals. And not sign guys who are 40 years old, a la WCW all over again. Or I should say 50 years old. Or I should say 60, 60. years old. Yeah. Oh, My what's God. The, what's the payoff at the end of it, though? What, I mean, Sting? No, not Sting. Just... What, this, pushing Omega around? No, the the crossovers. You're going to have him show up on Impact. He's going to work some matches. To one, then, take eyes off of WWE onto your product. Yeah, B, course, get get that lapsed wrestling fan to get back in. That's why you bring in old guys to try to incite that. You know, TNA, it's Impact now. They got The Rock to do a little video for him. They did. I, mean, I, I, I don't know how. You. <laughs> That's fucking huge. It happened yeah. The Rock... By all accounts, seems to be a genuinely good dude. And loves Ken Shamrock. And loves Ken Shamrock. And loves doing good. And he's very image conscious. And he likes to do things that put him in a positive light. And again, that, we're steering off the, the I'm, topic. I'm sure he told Vince about that, though. No question. I, I, I could not even fathom to, to dissect the relationship <laughs> between Dwayne Johnson and Vince McMahon at this date. Possible. Possible. But beyond that, does does this move the needle for AEW? That's the question we're trying to get to. Does this do positives for them? Omega going all over the place? I, I think, think it does. So. I think, I think so. it does. You can have Impact people come to an AEW show and give them some interesting matchups that they haven't done you yet. You can. You can. You know, there's other sides to it. I think it'll be positive for them. But this, this was the thing that we wanted to see in, in summer of what? 2015? 16? What was that? What are you talking about? The funk. <laughs> the year. What when, when you wanted to see? Title. Oh, when you wanted to see him go around the. That's what you wanted to see, right? Yeah. You wanted to see him go to different companies and. The dream for people is to get the proper invasion angle. Since we got fucked of it the first time, so anything that illogically somehow leads to that, we're all in. AEW needs to build it up, and then they can talk, and we'll see what happens. Because this is they're, they're making strides. I don't know what strides they are. Yeah, so that's a lot of the headlines. Those are three. We're moving on to number four, and I'm gonna. Drop kick this over to Nikki K. Fabes with our next news item. Well, it's about another big guy in, in WWE. Right. Um, Lawrence Sullivan just stopped coming to work. It's oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, he, and this guy has had some 
some career in, in this company. He debuted in 2017 in NXT. He had a title match a year later mm-hmm. um, in 20, 2008 against uh, 2018, June, against uh, Aleister Black, which he lost. They started airing vignettes for him in November to go to the main roster. He was supposed to debut in January of 2019, didn't show. Had, like, some anxiety problems. And wait a second, you're missing a part. Then we're going to let him work with fucking Cena. Cena. Yeah, you're supposed to work with Cena. I remember that. So I was going to... The reason I drop kicked it over to Nikki K. Fabe is because Lars Sullivan has been so inconsistent Very. and so start and stop that even I, with, with, with my ability to, re- to retain large pieces of useless information, I can't even get it straight what happened, where he went, and now I'm hearing... He's got some mental yeah, he's had hang-ups he, he or, had in, or, you know, depression anxiety issues. issues. Anxiety, yeah. depression. He had it in 2019. He was supposed to face Cena at that mania. He no-showed. Uh, and then he <laughs> debuted. He came out back out a few months later. Uh, I think it was the night after mania. Or it was around after mania. It was in April. Uh, he yeah. attacked Angle. We were there. Yeah. yeah was, I was there, too. Yeah. I was there. Me and Kayfabe's got some damn good seats at that. Remember, we were like fifth row. It was Mania. It was the day after Mania. That was no the SmackDown. SmackDown after it was two days. Yeah, yeah. It was the Barclays. Yes, it was. Yeah, I was there. Yes, and and Kurt Angle did something, and Baron Corbin came out, and then Angle took him out, and then maybe he was on his way back. Yep. And Sullivan came out and laid waste to him, and it had all the trappings of here's the next guy, here's the next year. He's gonna beat everybody, and then he's gonna go up against the champion. And then he's either going to win or he's going to lose. Yep. Right? He's going to be a player. Yep. And he just left. And this reminds me a lot of um, Mauro Ranallo, which is a similar. Well, a commentator. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he has issues. He had anxiety issues too, and he got upset. JBL was bullying well, him. JBL's or... an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> I like um, him, but he's an asshole. Yeah. But he's on admission. It's no, uh. But, but yeah, again, back to him. He got he got hurt in in June of that year, 2019. He came back a year and a half later in October. And we're in no December now, and yeah, he's gone. Spinning his wheels. I don't want to tear down the guy too much, because he's had some funny shit come out over the time, and you know anyone wants to go Google Lars Sullivan can go find out for themselves. I think it's very sad that there's a person in this world whose dream is to be a professional wrestler, or is at any point that successful that they could get to that mountain? Mm-hmm. And their head's so fucked up mentally that they have to walk away from it. That's that's pretty fucking heavy. Look, it, uh, it's it, rough. It's a demanding, demanding job, and I probably couldn't do it. Maybe we can't do it. So I'm not. We couldn't do I, it fucking physically. Fuck the mental when I, aspect. When I said he's got anxiety, depression, and mental issues, I'm not saying that to belittle him. I'm no, not at all. It's a matter of fact, and that's gonna stand in his way. This is not a business. For the weak at heart or the weak will to the weak at mind because he's gone, you know, it's very, very, very demanding. Every person that plays a crazy person in the WWE is actually fucking really smart normally. Right. Think and of those characters. Psycho Sid, everyone thinks he's like a lunatic. You ever hear him like talk about the business? He's one of the smartest people I've ever heard talk about it. Kane's a mayor. You know who is brilliant? George the Animal Steel. He was a teacher. Well spoken, yeah. just, really? just sharp as attack, an intelligent. Well lettered man. That's insane. Um, yeah, it, it's funny like that. Yeah, it's 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 a weird weird business, and if you're not a hundred percent committed, um, you're gonna have these kinds of start and stops and 
controversy. Well, yeah. I don't think he's going to have much more. Vince tends to lose trust after a little bit. I think after the second time of running off, now, I think he probably issue. has here's enough. Here's the issue he's in. This is why I brought up Ronaldo before. If Vince fires him and says, look, you're not ready, the same crowd that yelled at JR, the same crowd that yelled at Vince for wanting to train his guys are going to say, you're picking on him because he's got these anxiety issues and you're putting him down. Well, it depends, though, because that's not their type of wrestler. I know, but... but I don't think they'd points. get the... I don't think they'd... They won't get him. as worked up at Lost Oh, no. As they would, he uh, doesn't do a student star press. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if he's he's a big crowd favorite kind of guy. I like his music a lot. I think he's intimidating. I think he could... I wouldn't want to be in an alleyway with that no, guy. I think he could be a guy that, you know, you could have on TV and could be pretty, you know, uh, a good heel and could do I, some, I, he, do some matches. He had big guy written all over. Oh, huge, yeah. He could be huge. that the wild man. The wild man. You know the character. The, the wild man. The freak, as they call him. The Omaga. Yeah. Gene Snitsky. Yeah, Remember exactly. Gene Snitsky when he shaved his whole body and bleached his teeth brown? <laughs> he was just a sick maniac. I didn't... Like, that's who Lars be a... Sullivan should have been. He's the kind of guy that if he walks past you in an airport, you go, what the fuck <laughs> is that? When he came that's back, I was... That's who Vince likes. That's who Vince likes. He wants a freak show. It's a circus. When he came back, though, I was shocked. I really didn't think they were going to bring him back after all that shit came out. Right. Because I did not think that... Public perception with them, they'd want somebody who did that shit in the past. You know what? Look, it's Ring Crew Radio. Don't talk to the the, the fans like you're an idiot. He did porn. He did... And he, he sucked dick. He did gay porn. Well, he's not the, by the way, he's not the only wrestling personality to have done porn. Uh, so well, that's Not true. by a long shot. Not oh, by boy. a Not by a long shot. Don't get Nikki Kayfabe decided. He might flip the table if you bring up Sean's Playgirl. Sean Michaels did Playgirl. It's it is what it is. I, I mean, wish I had that picture. But to your point, <laughs> that's not apparently what did him in. It wasn't the gay porn. It was the the inconsistency. Which is shocking because I again I just thought they weren't bringing him back after that because they go changing guys' names because of what you could find on their real name. If you Google Lars Sullivan. You're going to get a video of him doing some shit. I heard Bruce Pritchard say, we don't mind what your past was as long as we know about it. If there's something that's, that's going to come out, let us know so at least we can brace for it and prepare for it. All of that being said, clearly, clearly, that video was not an issue. Insane. Or if it was an issue, it was an issue they could not address or chose not to address <coughs> and gave him another chance anyway. And his biggest issue is, for whatever reason, he doesn't want to show up to work. And I'm not, I'm not, no, I'm not belittling it. I'm not trivial, uh, trivializing it. I'm just saying, for whatever reason, he can't, you would know, you, perform his duty. Would you say he took his ball and went home? I'm going to leave that right there. And we're going to move <laughs> on to number five, our final on the five counts. This Sunday night. Sunday, Sunday. Sunday. T-L-C. Tables, ladders, and chairs. Oh, my. And stairs. Oh, no, they took that away, right? It's just chairs again? When I was young, and I would play with my wrestling action figures, and by young, I mean late 20s. <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday. <laughs> Yesterday, yes. I, I would incorporate the stairs. Stairs were much bigger. You could do a lot. Of course. You know what a sick maniac I am? I'm glad that I get to say it on air. When I would have my little wrestling setup at my ring, my little cage, my little backstage area, my Titan Tron Live. You have to I have all did, of it. And it set, I set the whole thing up, and I would book actual cards. Of and I always did. knew you couldn't break the announce table in the first match. You had to wait. You couldn't go backstage <laughs> in the first match. I would look at some of my simpleton friends, and anytime they wanted to play with me, they'd be like, all right, 
So in this match, I'm going to go up the ladder. And I'd be like, no, nah, we'll match one. We're going to do that later. <laughs> I swear to God, I'm not lying. It was the, go- the gospel truth that we know people that, that will verify this. Did you ever put Hunter over in these matches? No. <laughs> he wasn't on my roster. Oh, he wasn't on the roster. No, he no. wasn't even there. I know he I didn't even buy... No, he bought the action figure. It took off the elbow and knee pads and threw it out. You know who I used a lot, Al Snow. Great action really? figure. Great action figure. That. With head. With, well, that head caused a lot of controversy. Oh, yeah. They thought it was misogynistic because well, it was a woman's head. It was a mannequin's head. It was part of his character. Yeah. Everybody knew that. The Every, mannequin had no sex. Frank, everyone who wanted the figure knew. It was people who didn't know what it was that were offended. You were offended crazy. because you're ignorant, because you don't know what it was. It was a mannequin head. It wasn't a real woman. He's head. wearing a shirt that says Job Squad. What kind of job is he talking about? Fuck. But enough of my fucking issues. TLC, would you gentlemen like to run through the card real quick? Because I wish we could commit to doing it on Sunday in TLC, and Frank will tell the people that we've committed. But... <laughs> Who the fuck know, knows? There's a chance. May, uh, there's may, a snowstorm. There's a snowstorm. Glaciers out there. 12 to 17, they're saying. There's a blizzard, what? baby. Yeah. 12 to... I, there is not a fucking shot. You could quote me on there. There ain't no 12 to 17 inches. 12 to 17 inches. Two in days your, later. In your mother's coochie. Sounds <laughs> like right. a kid who had a money in the bank match up his ass. <laughs> Are you done? Yeah. Can we do our job, the I'm, two of you? I'm done. Are you done? I'm done. So let's, let's run through the TLC card in case we don't get to it. We can at least have our, have our opinions recorded for posterity. Nick, shut the fuck up. Fuck. Uh, I know you are. Laugh away from the microphone. Simple, Jack. Let us do our jobs here. Cliff, you start us off. It's the new day. Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods were the champions versus the Hurt Business. Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin with MVP. And I'm sure Bobby Lashley by their sides. Um, Is there a stipulation to this match yet? Not that I know, not that I'm seeing, not not as uh, of what my research told me about 2:20 this afternoon when I looked up the matches, printed out the card, and everything. Didn't say. This Very is interesting. Tough, this is a tough match to call. I don't want to spend too much time on it, but I'll just say I feel like it's a must-win for both teams. Her business has got a lot of momentum. New day. If they lose this, it's going to be a blow to them. It's going to be a blow. How how much longer can the new day last? Paul Heyman said to Big E. New Day might just be an asterisk in your career. Maybe it won't be. Uh, that depends. Does the New Day have life beyond Big E? I think that's what this match is going to decide. If I was a betting man, I'm going Hurt Business. I agree with you. And I think this is going to get a step. I think what they normally do is some matches will be tables, some matches will be ladders. Obviously, you have the two TLC matches. This I could see being a ladder match. There's titles. It's tag teams. You know, I'm just going to take yeah, a guess there and say I mean, that one. And, but. and there's four high flyers. And there's not a and ones. there's not a man in this match that isn't incredibly fucking talented. And so. this, I'll tell you what, if it is a ladder match, blows the roof off the. Could be a show the stealer. Thunderdome. If it's positioned right on the card, yeah. could be a show stealer. Next. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I who do you think, Frank? In this match, oh, it's got to be hurt business. New Day can afford the loss. It hurts them, but they can afford it. Yeah, I'm recording. I'm recording our answers so that we can. Well, especially check. if they have all three titles now, because I think Lashley and Riddle gets put on the card. Just by the yeah, way. yeah, I think you're right. So seems to be. Yeah. All right, so kayfabe, do you want to take the next match? This seems like something you want to like. Of course, he wants to take because it's next boss one. time. Sasha and Carmella. Of course. I mean, hey, Carmella's been great since she's been back. And it's a perfect first person for Sasha to face after her whole feud with Bailey. So I, I like Carmella. I like her new character a lot. I think Sasha's still doing some good stuff. 
Again, no stip at the moment, uh, I'm assuming. So I guess, you know, this is where if I'm going strictly, if I want my predictions to be right, I probably have to do it over again. Because if I have the Hurt Business going over and they're the heels, and then have Carmella go over, that's another heel. And some of these other matches, I think, maybe. This is why we couldn't play wrestling. Heel heavy. He has to get all into it. I don't want it, but. I don't think Carmella uh, goes over. I think Sasha Banks. I agree with so you. So do I, yeah. Nope. Especially after that feud with Bailey. Right. I don't think they're going to. Also, they I did the match. They did the match early already with no yeah, step. So no you... DQ, though. It was on a disqualification finish. Still. All right. Next up, I'll take the lead here. TLC match, Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens. I am excited. I love Roman Reigns. I hate Kevin Owens. <laughs> this is the type of match, as a wrestling fan, I say that with all sincerity. This is the type of match you want as a fan. I don't hate him as a person. He's a very talented athlete. He's not my cup of tea. Um, and I, I don't think there's any doubt in anyone's mind that Roman Reigns goes over here. No, there's no doubt. No doubt. I think it's going to be... I think Uso is... Uh, he adds an interesting component to it. Because he's been getting right. his ass kicked by him, too. He's going to... By Roman. He's, so he's gonna, he, he's he knows gonna, who's at the head of the table. Yeah. He knows He knows. And if he doesn't that. know, he's going to get it beaten into him week in by week out. It's great. It's it's not. Do a you thing. think this is how Samoan families solve their problems? They just all br- brutally beat <laughs> the shit out of each other. Absolutely. Like you don't know, like some as, shit your dad saying to you one day. You just grab a steel chair and wrap it around his fucking head six times, and now well, I'm the fucking head. I think most issues in society should just be handled in fisticuffs, like Festivus. Uh, bro, we must have ESP because I was gonna drop that line, but I didn't <laughs> even know if you we were ready for it. The airing of grievances. I love <laughs> Imagine it. that in the Fatu household. I have a lot of issues. <laughs> with All right, but next. I, I, uh, before we, we go on, I think this shoot has another a pay-per-view in it as well. I think it carries over into... Oh, we could stretch this one yeah, out. Uh, yeah. Let you me know, tell you something. The promo range cut the other day, um, I, I, I believe we all watched it. Where he's backstage, he's beating the shit out of Kevin Owens, like almost like a villain in yeah, a movie, yeah. and talking directly into the camera yeah, towards even, Owens' family. His wife, yeah, it's been it's I, great. This is first off, you've actually got sympathy for Owens as a babyface, which, despite his shitty finisher, I'm starting to finally see him and say, "All right, I like him as this babyface with the big obstacle. I like it." Right, uh, and I think he's a good babyface. I think he's a better babyface than heel. And again, full disclosure. Don't care for him. Don't right. particularly like him. I'm not denying his talent, and I'm not denying the fact that he's over. He's got the audience. The audience likes him. We have a heel that they hate. We have a, he- a baby that they like. Two talented guys. Very excited. Very you- excited. I think this might also have the potential to be a stealer. One sidebar question while we're on these two, since we haven't talked about them in a couple of weeks. More specifically, Roman. Do you think if there were crowds, he would be getting a mixed reaction, or would he be getting just outright cheered because people like him that much as a badass? That's a question. Let me think. Because, yeah, that's that's a great fucking question. It's a captivating question. K-Faves, i got to sit back. I'm going to take a little swig. I'll explain, I'll, I'll explain my outlook on I'm it. I'm going right? to think. I want to think. i got to measure my thoughts. So I think that because of the way they're making Roman look, like, he's not just beating the shit out of people and, like, winning in cheap ways like a typical heel. He's destroying people. He's beating his cousin to a pulp week in and week out. He's beating Owens and telling his family about it. This is, like, something that 
even if you're the most over person on earth, short of Stone Cold, he's the only person that never got heat. Um, even as he beat Lita with a steel chair. Amazing. Amazing. Uh, I don't think... I think he would get a reaction, but I don't think it would be as much as they want. Like, it wouldn't be what they're putting out on the Thunderdome. It would be like a mixed reaction, similar to what he got before. Which is very interesting, because they did all this work, and they're still getting the same fucking reaction. Just slightly flipped on the audiences, probably. I think he would get, at the very least, a 50-50 split. Right. Because he's entertaining, he's captivating. I was listening to another podcast earlier today just to keep apprised of all the current events. And that particular commentator called Roman Reigns must-see TV. And he didn't say it was must-see TV to him. He said it as if it was just generally accepted within the wrestling community that Roman Reigns is basically the only thing on SmackDown worth watching. And I think because he's entertaining, because he entertains you, that's that will translate to cheers, particularly from that over-30, smart-ass crowd who is the more typical crowd who's going to make the noise. We need something. We need something. We need something to keep us entwined in these shows, or else it's all a bunch of bullshit gimmicks. And this guy breaks it all for us, right? Yeah, I think people would... I think you're right about that, but then I think you see you know, you know, see him beating up his cousin, and people are like, oh, look at this asshole. Yeah, the women and children will cry, yeah, and, right. the, and the grown men will go, yeah, fuck him up some more, and take his fucking teeth out. My cousin was a dick, too. <laughs> Sit at the head of the table. You're the old man. Fuck it. No, yeah, yeah, you're right. And Rikishi better fucking sleep with one eye open. <laughs> yeah, he's the one who's got to sleep with one. Who's the one running people over? <laughs> he did. He did it for the Rock, though. Yeah, another. Samoan, I did it for other people. Another Samoan scumbag. <laughs> and who was it all behind it? it fucking Hunter. Speaking of Samoan scumbags, Nia Jack. <laughs> <laughs> And Baszler versus Asuka and TBD. You just call it Basil? Basil. Oh, okay. Baszler. Just said the and last K- name. Kayfabe. Who is Asuka recruiting into this match? Because I got no clue. I don't know. I mean, yeah. They killed Lana on Raw. Yeah. <laughs> She's I, I, dead. I could see her coming out in some gimmick and, you know. She's going to come out in a fucking wheelchair. They, like, broke her leg. <laughs> Lana can come out in whatever she wants. Yeah. As long yeah. as she's there. I hate the sidebar away from <laughs> from the WWE, but what a fuck you to Miro, huh? She won yet last night against Nia. Yeah, she won, and then she left. And then she left there looking like Rick James when he got fucked up by Charlie Murphy. It's a great scene. <laughs> I love that scene. Charlie Murphy, my legs. <laughs> so we don't know who Oscar's bringing in for this? I mean, I got somebody in my head. Uh, who, 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 who? Oh, Charlotte. No. Oh, Kyrie Charlotte. Mm, Kyrie Saint. I Charlotte. You think Charlotte's coming back as a face? Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I don't think she's coming back as a face. I can see her coming back as a heel. But anyway, Charlotte's a good. Yeah, I said, who do you say? I I honestly cannot even guess. I was about to say. Anyway, I can't even guess. I don't know. Maybe maybe Mandy Rose or something like that. But yeah. I, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna stick with Charlotte. I think it's gotta be somebody high profile because they've been hyping this Lana like Nia Jax match for yeah. four months. I yeah. think it's gonna be Lana. You think she's gonna come out neck brace and like yes. rip it off? Yes. I don't see them pulling pulling a rabbit out of their hat on TLC. I think they're gonna save it. You know, we're we're almost the mania. They should really shock us. They should bring out Rusev. <laughs> Oh. Anyway. Next. Next we have The Fiend versus 
Randy Orton. I like what I've seen. I think it's been a good feud. I can only assume it won't be as bad as their Mania match. Yeah. And I, I think Orton... And here we go again. Ah, here we go. Here we go again. He's about to say, go ahead. Here we go again. Fiend needs the win. So does Orton. Yeah. I think Orton goes over. I Honestly, I think a schmoz. I think they're going to screw it up some way. And then Alexa they, Bliss. They're going to have to go and do it in a cage. Take it to the cage. And really draw some money in it. <laughs> and I, I think that's where they're going. I think this is going to be a schmoz finish. Because neither man, frankly, can afford to lose, in my opinion. Yesterday's segment was was really cool, though. The hide-and-seek part of it, and then with the rocking chair, and he's rocking it, and then he set it on the whole fire thing, and Fiend came out. Yes, it's entertainment for children like yourself, no, but I the like, match itself... I like that kind of stuff. I think the match will be... Will Let me be tell fine. you something about the Fiend. A lot of sizzle, no steak. I, I mean, what, a, what a quote. Yeah, you've been saying that for a while, though. A lot of sizzle. Does this feud make you interested in him a little bit? No stake. Still no. I'm interested because he's up against a guy like Orton. I'm yeah. interested because Alexa Bliss is involved and she's very talented. And I'm not... I'm not... I don't feel the same way about Bray Wyatt as I do about Kevin Owens. I don't like Kevin Owens. I don't like the character. He bothers me. When he's on screen, I'm bothered and I want to change the channel. Again, I'm not denying his talent. I'm not denying his appeal with a certain audience. Just to me, PJ Stackpole, who worked with him, and he was a lovely man, I don't like his... Something about... I don't know. I don't know what it is. Maybe one day I'll like him. I happen to like Bray Wyatt. You got a fucking problem with fat guys in basketball shorts, you prick? <laughs> I think I have a problem with French Canadians. <laughs> But I like Bray Wyatt. I think he's been the victim of terrible pushing. He's also been the victim of... I, I, part of that has to be on him. He's got to take some blame. He's a fucking man. He's an adult. Well, he has to take some of the blame. It's not all bad booking, I'm saying. It's, it's largely bad booking, or in part bad booking. I think this. I think he's going to be a schmoz because neither guy can take the loss. That's my opinion. But that's... And if I had to book it, I would say neither guy can take this loss. You're going to... Fuck him up. How would you book it then? How would you book the finish? Well, I don't know what kind of match. Let it been. let it go out of control. Yeah, okay, they're fighting in the ring. Ref says take it easy. They they brawl again. Ref says one more time with throwing it out. Brawl again. Knock out the ref. Send out a bunch of refs. Do a pull apart, and then add a stipulation to the next one. Now, mind you, that's only elongating the problem because yeah. eventually someone's got to fucking win. But you could, if if you had to do it long term. Really build Orton up as a tough motherfucker, but I think the Fiend needs to win. I cannot name you as I sit here. I have seen the Fiend slash Bray Wyatt's career from day one. I am a wrestling fan longer than he's a wrestler. I can't tell you one big match that he won. I can't give you one great moment. I can't give you one time where I said, holy shit, that's the guy. Yeah. I can give you a lot of start and stop. Yeah. I can give you a lot of sizzle. But there's no fucking stake on that plate. Yeah, I mean, Cena lost. Taker lost. Um, Goldberg lost. Those Orton lost. Orton lost. Yeah, Orton won. He lost. Uh, it's just all of them. He's had a rough fucking go. And yeah. this is really uh, this is a good feud for him, though. Because despite the outcome that you were talking about before, which is inevitable, they have to have some type of schmoz. I was actually thinking... They're probably going to have some bullshit where the lights go out and he just disappears. 
But then is that a loss for Bray Wyatt if it's a count-out loss? And then even when this guy wins, even when he has a big win over a guy like Cena at a show like WrestleMania, it's still shrouded in this weirdness. All, it's Everything with him is weird. There's worms, they're well, fighting in houses, they're in a swamp. No, I'm sorry. Undertaker had a weird gimmick. He fucking won when it mattered. He won when it mattered. Yeah, but that's not his fault. He doesn't book himself. I understand that. I know. There's blame to the, go I'm around. I'm just saying that I don't think you give the character enough credit. Because you say, all he right, cut, something he, has to be on him. But it can't be on him if every time he got himself hyped up to that position, like at WrestleMania 30, where an entire crowd was cheering for him, and you can't tell me that shit, and then he loses. Get, That's on him. Get yourself so over that they can't job you. Get yourself so over that you can say, I can't lose tonight, Vince. I'm not doing it. There's like three guys that were ever at that level. Let's be honest. And they were, and well, Sean was at that level. Hogan was at that level. Stone Cold was at that level. Triple H did that. Undertaker refused to do jobs when, he, Cena, when it wasn't Cena. right. Cena, you know. You, look, the Rock why do you think Bray Wyatt won him in the midst of all that chicanery? Barrett with Cena, yeah. I mean, Cena. You can call your own shot. And I'm not saying be a stick in the mud and don't do your job. Lord knows I'm not saying that. But at some point, you have to put the blame on the guy as well as the booking. And he's, I think The Fiend has been a victim of both. His biggest problem, the single biggest problem, I've said it since day one, Nikki Kayfabes can verify. Cuts a thousand promos, doesn't say a word. That was your big deal with, with the Bray Wyatt, original Bray Wyatt. Cuts part. a million promos, yeah. never says a thing. You said he, he had all these wonky words and all these promos. And they mean nothing. He, he didn't understand where he was going. They but, mean yeah. nothing. Yeah. When Dusty wrote there, baby, I've oh, been to the go. mountaintop and it will take a hell of a man to knock me off. I get it. When Austin says, I'm a, I'm, I'm a whoopee ass. I'm going to roll up to room 316. I'm going to burn down the SmackDown Hotel. I get it. I, I hear what they're saying. I don't know what Bray Wyatt is saying to me. I've never understood it. And all the in-jokes in the world, all the little inside references that the fans don't get or that they kind of get, it does nothing for me. He can't cut a promo. He can't. Show me a Bray Wyatt promo that's going to give me goosebumps. That's why I blame him. I also blame the shitty booking because he's over enough. Maybe they could have compensated and gotten him over. That being said, this thing ends in a schmazz. My opinion. <laughs> TLC, main event, Drew McIntyre, AJ Styles. I think Drew goes over. I think that's the easy answer. Yeah, I I, I mean, AJ's so good that at this point, him winning, it, it does nothing for him, and it helps Drew 20 times more. Mm. I, I think they do something with the big guy. I think maybe he catches him off the ladder, something like that, something fun. Maybe he tries to get the big guy to grab the belts without the ladder. Or he tries to go on his shoulders. We'll and see if that performance center is paying yeah. off. <laughs> I could see that. I could see it already. He goes on his shoulders to try yeah, to Yeah, got one chance, big man. To try to grab the, the I could see that spot, too. That's oh, not yeah. a bad 100%. spot. 100%. Or, or he holds the little half ladder that broke off so AJ can climb it. <laughs> From, I can yeah, see him doing I can that. See, I it's a cute spot. Happening. I don't mind because you got to get him over. If he's not calling Kevin Nash every day and saying, brother, what do I do? As the bodyguard <laughs> to the little worker, then who else do you call? Yeah, that's true. I think Sheamus gets involved. Um, oh, yeah, Sheamus is fucking broke kicking someone. You think he turns on Drew? I think that's the next feud. I think Sheamus and Drew is, is next. Um, 
I think Drew probably wins, and then Sheamus maybe gives him one, and then you you have your next feud to go into the Rumble and everything else after that. Um, yeah, I actually don't agree with both of you. You think AJ's taking the strap? I think there's. I'm not saying he's going to. I think there's a chance. I think there's a non-zero percent chance that he takes it, but that's because it's wrestling. I think that surprised. it's too. I think like it's honestly just too predictable that both champions are going to walk in every pay per view and walk out until WrestleMania with those damn belts. No, but I, I mean, look, and that's when you get one of these random changes. I, I, I get what you're saying. I, I could see that Sheamus thing going two ways because Styles kicked the shit out of Sheamus Monday, and Drew didn't come down to help him. He beat the shit out of him with that chair. So maybe Sheamus comes down and says, "Fuck you! You didn't help me. I'm, I'm, I'm going to make you lose your title." But I also think the appeal of a Drew Lesnar rematch is there for the belt, and I think a Reigns. I mean, obviously the the Mania stuff is Reigns Goldberg, obviously for the belt. So, which is brutal, by the way. We didn't get to talk about yeah, that. Yeah, which at we're all. not going to get into. But you have you have these guys that they've been building, and the product and Corona has been around them and building them up, and them been carrying the company. So, why not let them carry it into April? I think Kayfabe is right. I think, and I said as much on this program, that I think Drew McIntyre and I think Roman Reigns, they're their two guys. I think they're going to build them strong for a long time, as well they should. I don't think they're going to do the random title change now. I think they did that with Orton already. I think it's way too soon to keep the belt on, off, on, off. Not to say AJ doesn't deserve it, because Lord knows he does. I think it's fairly obvious Drew wins. I think anything more than that would be a shock. I don't think it's impossible Miz comes out, but mm. I think it's impossible that Miz is cashing in. I could see Miz coming out and Drew beating him as well to really get him over. I think that would work as well. Yeah. That's the other thing I was thinking about with this. If Miz goes to cash, he's going to fucking lose, isn't he? I could see the Miz trying to cash when they're both knocked out, maybe trying to climb well, up. This is what brings me to the random title change. If Styles wins the belt, then you have a better shot at Miz cashing, man. No, I don't. It's hard to get Miz over Drew, even if Drew's gotten fucking beat by seven people. Because the Miz, when you make him a comedy act for half the year, yeah. it's hard to get him over Drew. That's what I hate. That's why the Money in the Bank thing always... I feel like a lot of it has been... <laughs> it's not always comedy acts, but I mean, Sandow had it at one point. Otis. Otis, but he never cashed it. The Miz... I mean, and the Miz wasn't big when he won... At, at 20, uh, going into 27. That dickhead with the blonde hair. Uh, yeah, he was great. <laughs> the, the 20, when Miz cashed in to face Cena at 20, and he faced Cena at 27, he, the all little, his, the little angry girl, <coughs> all his oh, title wins yeah. were all, uh, you know, he, he counted out. The Miz, I don't think has ever win, I think he won a title once clean. And I class, was there. He was your classic chicken shit heel. He yeah. had a couple of great matches with Lawler. We were there. It was the uh, WrestleMania 29. That's the last time he probably won a title clean. WrestleMania, he beat Barrett. WrestleMania oh, no. 27, he took on Cena for the title. He beat Cena with the Rock's, Cena, help. the Rock's help. Yeah. Well, he's a heel. They're not going to win clean for the most part. Yeah. I don't think The Miz has won a match clean in his fucking WWE career. Yeah, nor should he. He's a... Chicken shit, beatable heel. Not unlike Ric Flair. I mean, he doesn't have the skills of Ric Flair, of course, but he's got that same type of... He's very good. He's great. Yeah, he came up from, you know, low, low challenge beginnings to to where he's now. And Again, I think that's a guy that they should have put the strap on three, four years ago. All right. We're approaching the end here, Kayfabe. I got one more question. It's very important. Yeah. If you could buy a very cheap... Okay. ...the entire wardrobe of The Miz... 
or The Rock. Tailor-made to your specificity. The Miz. You would take The Miz's clothes. Oh, I love him. Every, every single time. Every suits. single every single night. Those suits. Ugh. He's a snazzy dresser is what you're saying. Fantastic. How come you always dress like shit then? I, you know what? I can't wear a suit in your basement. And, and you can, no, you come of, here you in I slacks and a half-button shirt and a Tommy Bahama hand down your pants looking like a jabroni. You got three seconds. And the high flyer means three seconds to get the fucking network ready for the watch-along. The high flyer's going to have a stroke in three seconds. <laughs> Which brings us to our very special TLC watch-along. Tables, ladders, chairs, oh my! In honor of the upcoming TLC event, we are going to watch what I would humbly suggest is the greatest TLC match of all time. I am, of course, talking about WrestleMania 17 with Edge and Christian versus the Hardy Boys versus the Dudley Boys in TLC tables, ladders, and chairs. Frank Cliff. You know my trivia knowledge. My trivia knowledge paid off for you tonight, did it not? I got myself a t-shirt. Okay. <laughs> and you're very welcome, by the way. And so I have a trivia question for you. Who was it that invented the TLC match, at least on camera? Mick Foley. Mick Foley. As the commissioner. And how appropriate. Of course. The man who bumped off of everything. So we're going straight into this watch-along. Yes, you're going to go... You are such a fucking lazy editor that you won't even stop filming so that we can just set up the the show. You're making kayfabe do this live on the air. You're it's setting ready. it up. It's, it's ready. ready. It's queued ready up. ready to go. All right, so you give them the timestamp. For, for that one person who wants to watch along with us, give us the timestamp. Tell them where we're paused. So we're going to go to WrestleMania X7. Yes, X7. Or 17 if you're a normal human being. It Thanks was X7. <laughs> Um, so one of the more bizarre marketing. What the fuck was the idea there? Anyway, X seven. They'll never fuck know. Fuck the Roman numerals. They don't know what that means. Maybe it'll make them watch the XFL. What's seventeen in Roman numerals? Is it? Uh, it's not X seven. It's X V one one. Yes. Correct. Anyway, you're Which gonna is go just to... not marketable. <laughs> God damn it! You're Too gonna... many numerals. You're going to find WrestleMania 17 on the network, and you're going to go on the match listing and go down to the Hardys versus Dudleys versus Edge and Christian tag title TLC match. And you're going to click it, and we're going to start at 1 hour, 51 minutes, and 44 seconds. And I'm looking at a clip of all the principals involved. I'm looking at a frozen clip right now of Edge and Christian of the Dudley boys with their rimless, or rather glassless glasses. Lensless glasses. And I'm looking at the Hardys. Are all you looking young? In fishnets. And this answered the question I was going to ask. Who was the champions going into this? Apparently it was the Dudleys. Oh, testify. And My the, brother. Uh, who was the biggest star of these six? Christian, that's the correct answer. Stupid <laughs> idiot. I would have... And we are now pressing play, ladies and yeah, gentlemen. It would probably be... And we are play, and we are live, and they are setting up the tables at ringside. If you are lined up, that's good. I'm going to go back to your question. I think the answer is Edge. Yeah, so do I. I don't like Edge. Uh, My answer would be Jeff Hardy. I think he's got more charisma. Yeah, I forgot about that guy. You know, he gets a lot of shit, man. I guess we're going to look at some of the reasons why he did so many fucking drugs tonight. Yeah, I mean, yeah, this is not They're really setting us up to be dangerous. They're They're putting ladders on chairs. 
A ladder's on tables. Oh, look, it's before chair. they have this stupid gold hook that they have now. It's, it's swinging. Give oh, it a it's little, swinging. Give it a little push. Who raised that damn title on Austin? This is um, the first one. I right? know who did that, mistaken? by the way. Shane? No. Hunter came out after the show. <laughs> Fucking no, piece I of swear shit. to God. Did he really? Yes. Look it up, motherfucker. <laughs> I don't want to talk about this now, but we'll get back to that. This is the first TLC match, if I'm not mistaken. This fans, is the second. Look at these fans. I believe. This is the second, Frank. Me and Frank. This is the second. Research. We went through this. Second, in my mind, it's technically the third because the first one in 2000 was a ladder match. No, so no, you're doing what he did last week. That was a triangle ladder match. This is the second TLC match. Let's not complicate things like Nick did. Led well, it was the second Hunter Taker match, but it was oh, the yeah. first. No, it was the third. stop with the qualifications. This is the second TLC match. In my mind, it's the first because crowd it's the most famous. This is a match that even if you're not a wrestling fan, you remember watching. And out come the Hardy Boys. You've seen at least one clip from this. Oh, we know the one, too. Ed, Jeff's looking hot. Yeah, I know With the, the fishnets and the S&M shirt. What the fuck he's, was he wearing? He's got that look, man. Girls like that thing. At least they did at the time. This place is... I mean, what's wild. even the point of wearing a shirt at that point? Look at that crowd. Look at the Jesus. lights. That is the Astrodome. That is a stadium. This is actually the first time they went back to a stadium I since think, three. Since I think since Caesar's Palace, I think was outdoors. Oh, technically, yeah, I but it was, was a half. It was nowhere near the scene yeah. of this. This had Christian looks fantastic. <laughs> for those of you who don't and know, and another fishnet shirt for the record. Right, I was about to say that. So Christian is Nikki K. Fabe's favorite wrestler. For some reason. I happen to like him more than Edge. Edge is another guy that I don't particularly care for, but I cannot acknowledge. I cannot The rated R superstar. I cannot not Fucking acknowledge his, his uh, contributions to the business and his success. Insane. Christian looks so weird with hair. I know Edge didn't have hair for a little while, but Christian just Edge, looks Edge doesn't have the hair anymore. No, but now he has hair again. Yes, he does. He brought it back when he came back to wrestle. I think he did. But Christian looks fucking strange with hair. It's been a long time since that happened. He has hair, just not as long. Look, obviously, you know what I oh, fucking mean. Finkel. Finkel's doing this match, huh? The greatest ring announcer ever. Can't stress it enough, folks. That Dudley power was always something. We're coming down. I always liked their ring gear, too. I loved it. Simple but effective. Yeah. Fucking different colors of camo. Where are Devon's sleeves? <laughs> Never in existence. They were on this morning. And then the weirdest thing is then when Bubba went to TNA, he lost his sleeves. Must be a thing at the Dudley household. Bubba doesn't have sleeves. On oh, that's that true. Shirt. He doesn't yeah. have... Yeah. It's underneath. Look at that. Man, these are probably the three... Man, I miss what fucking wrestling look like this. Are especially these... now because we're in Coronaville and there's no fucking fans. But... Are these not one of the, probably the three most famous tag teams? I mean... Absolutely. Say, right? Absolutely. The Hardy Boys changed the generation. I mean, people remember Jeff Spots worldwide. Edge and Christian both went on to win world they're, titles they're on their probably, own. They're probably the least... Most famous tag team then. So one day... Edge and Christian? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Because they're more... Well, Edge is more popular as a single star, and the Dudleys are more popular because of ECW and arguably their TNA run, too. Two things. Number one, to your point, Frank, I was going to bring that up. 100% correct. This is done a long time ago. In the 17s. Was this 2001? Yeah. It's almost 20 years ago. Shit. And the product feels better. It feels more modern. It feels more exciting, despite all of the new innovations. This feels real. 
It does for some reason. Because it's less. Less is more. Less is more sometimes. It's, it's not just about hot, hot, too. Look how of, fucking good they spot. But to your other question, the best tag teams of all time, one day we will do our dream WrestleMania card from all errors. And a match on my card is the match you're seeing right now with TLC with these three teams. And I'm adding one more team. Who is it? Who is it? You uh, said that these were the three best of all time. You're leaving out a crucial ingredient. Are, it, does it have anything to do with them being a tag team or a ladder? A tag team. Okay. Legion of Doom. Uh, 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 I would throw them in, and then you would have the four greatest tag teams, in my opinion. How much of a shame is it that they only got like a year and a half in the WWF? And then, well, then they had the LMT 2000 bullshit. Yeah, they had a little bit of a run, but yeah, not they never reached the heights. Focusing on this match now, we have Christian setting up Matt Hardy on a on the turnbuckle. Tree of Woe. That's exactly it. Nice pull. There you go. Look, let's crush his balls. <laughs> oh, that does yeah. not seem fun. Like, just do that the whole match. Just why kick him why in the stop th- after three seconds? I don't just know. do I, that the whole match. Yeah, just kick him all in the dick and climb the Oh, line. here we go. We just, Ooh, oh, man, fuck Jeff. me, Jeff. Why you gotta... You ever play one of these in the old SmackDown vs. Raw games? One Always. guy climbs the ladder, the other one grab a chair, and just stand on the room and just swing. Just swing away. <laughs> and then they changed it. In the newer games, you hit the fucking ladder over and you send your dude flying through the tables. Edge is already going up there. He's, he's, he's trying to end this one early. Fuck that. Now, I, if those, I was in a TLC match, I'm getting out of there ASAP. For yeah. those watching at home, notice Edge. You have to put the ladder directly under the belt. Otherwise, you can't even climb it. Look, and notice how every single person has to adjust it their own little way. They got because, look, he's... Look. He doesn't trust him. Was that a spear or a clothesline? Right, it was a clothesline. It was a clothesline. Very close. Look at this. Why even... So, what referee is that? Anyone want to tell me? I know. Is that I, Jimmy Corderas? That is Jimmy Corderas. Very nice. I knew his first name. I forgot why even name. have him out there? <laughs> You're going to know who's got the belt. You don't have a better view than the camera. You gotta have someone to check if they're alive. <laughs> and every every team so far has done true. some some good tag team work. And yeah, I love how the Dudleys, the Hardy just did it. You I love see, how the Dudleys just camp outside. Most you're of the seeing the match. Masters right now. You're seeing the Masters. Oh, tag team wrestling. Tag team wrestling has been so underappreciated and so underutilized. It's such an integral part to the sport. It's so watchable. It's so enjoyable. And as we know, because we've discussed it on the show before. Especially tag teams like this that were always tag teams. That were just tag. That's what they were. They were the Dudleys. They were the Hardys. You can't take two single guys and make them a fucking tag team because this is just a different work ethic. This is we both have to make it. Everyone here, I think Sans Devon, had a a, a pretty formidable singles run. Excuse me? You're not going to talk about the Deacon? Oh, what was his name? Reverend Devon. Reverend Devon. Oh, oh, shit. Double splash leg drop by the Hardy Boys. All right, let me get this mess shirt off from, so I can breathe. From Cameron, North Carolina. Matt Hardy can't cut a promo to save his fucking life. <laughs> I'm stronger than death. But Jeff Hardy, man, he's got a he's got a charisma about him that's hard to that's hard to pinpoint. Oh, here comes Devon off comes. the top, the headbutt. <laughs> Dive your head right into his dick. Go ahead. Here we right go. into his Bongo. gooch. Imagine the smells you probably caught right in your fucking face. <laughs> Testify. Now, have you gentlemen ever seen the Devon Dudley twitch? No. Wait, wait till Devon goes down. You'll see the twitch. 
Get the tables. He's telling his boy. Very nice. Let's go. Oh, I miss these guys. What a team. They Fuck. were great. I put the Dudleys. If they're not one, they're two or three. Pat, did you Best ever see them? Time. Did you ever see them in ECW? Like when they had all the other the Goonies with them and they had like seven other Dudleys. And they Big were just cut Dick bros. Dudley, Dancing with Dudley, <laughs> Little Spike Dudley. And Joel Gertner yelling. Well, the story was that Big Daddy Dudley was like a journeyman wrestler. He was a jobber that went territory to territory impregnating all the rats. And that the Dudleys were the offspring. That is excellent. That was the, It was amazing. Thank story. you, Paul Heyman. Who's, by the way, doing commentary on this right now, I sure believe. Sure is. And, and what Damn a it. job, by the way. Oh, what a... Oh. Oh, God. Oofa. We got all sort of a table break. bitch. So I'll tell you. That's one. Let's keep a count. I never even did. That's one. Count it. I want to sincerely thank all the listeners. And I also want to tell you right now, if you're watching this match with our commentary... You're doing yourself a disservice. <laughs> Turn our fucking commentary off. Turn on Jim Ross and Paul Heyman and Yelling enjoy at this each match. Other. And enjoy this match the way it was meant to be enjoyed. Paul Heyman went to the school of evil with Jerry Lawler where just anything he healed did was okay. <laughs> he could murder him on the screen. Oh, he has, to, he has to pay the bills, JR. I know he hit him with a car, but you gotta understand where Rikishi's coming from. Oh my god, you son of a bitch! This JR, a, don't be so judgmental. You were telling me, what was the line JR yelled at him that made you LOL when you learned it the first time? You, like, you literally laughed out loud yeah, for five hey, minutes. Heyman said, um, <laughs> he goes, I'm not going to miss you at all. And Jim Ross said, who gives a damn, Paul? Really? <laughs> <laughs> they were just great together. They were great together. But here we have Dudley Construction. Oh, boy, that's they got a stack. The, look at this. This is like a Jenga set. We got four tables up, two on top of two. We got Hardy's throwing ladders in the ring. Christian walking under a ladder. No, That's he went, how he, he, went went around. Around. he went around. Can you imagine? Do they actually do that? Do they avoid walking under the... Jeff walks under them. He doesn't give a shit. Well, he's fucking stronger than death. Oh, no, that's yeah. Matt. Fuck. By the way, I know the answer. Does anyone here know who wins this match? I do, yeah. Okay, that's all yeah. I wanted to know. I don't fucking remember, which yeah. is a good thing. I'll be surprised. I know you did. I know. That's why I didn't encourage you this afternoon to say go watch it, because I said we're going to watch a lot. I didn't remember who the champs were coming in, but I know who won. Okay. Um, I won't tell the audience. The right the right guys went over. I'll, I'll tell you that much. A fucking Bubba Ray. Get it straight. All those ladders are a different height by an inch. It's uh, so strange. Or is uh, that yeah. just the it's angle? It's like yeah. all the screws of your chair. Every this is day. actually uh, where we got our clip art from, I think. Frank, it's like, the, it's like the chair you put together. Oh, yeah, this the, is our clip art. <laughs> the screws were all slightly different size. Every team fighting. Did they get up the, the fucking ladders? Oh, shit. Oh, oh, oh Christian, oh, Christian. Oh, 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 oh Christian, you dumb goodness. son of a bitch. Oh, my God. He this flew. Is, this <laughs> he is a somewhere. human demolition Oh, look derby. at Bubba. Look at the size of Bubba. His fat jiggles for five minutes after oh, he lands. Amazing. Christian, holy shit. Christian yeah. missed the table. I think he was supposed to go through that fucking table. I think he missed everything. Son of a bitch. You okay? I, I think he made it, you this, fucking idiot. There's one thing he didn't miss, the ground. No, he didn't. <laughs> Jeez. This is a human demolition derby. Can you imagine booking this? And you're like, here's what we want you to do. Uh, here we go, the Wiley Coyote cam. Love yes, it. yes, 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 yes. Oh, yes. oh, oh, oh his leg. He, he landed his weird. Leg. He was, he was, he totally missed. At least yeah, Matt he Hardy for the rope. Yeah, he. I think Christian tried to. He just overshot it. Well, not for nothing. When landed on the rope the wrong way, fucked you up pretty good too. Yeah, if you don't know what you're doing. That's true. I, I'd hurt myself on it. <laughs> that's what you're asking. But I hope, I hope Edge knows a little more than I do on Matt Hardy. This guy's dumping ladders. Oh. Dudley. You're just throwing them. Imagine that hits a guy in the front row. 
Jesus Christ. God damn it. Our insurance oh, doesn't... Oh, Spike! Now, Fuck here yeah. comes another interesting part of this match. Each oh, team... The Dudley Dick Dog! Oh, fuck. There it is. That's, That's a nice move by Spike. It was the Dudley Dog. Here he goes again. So, each team kind of had... Oh, shit! Oh, shit. Through the table. And Excellent. he hit the ladder on the way down. Oh, Beautiful. Man. Amazing. So, each team had their own little mascot. That's true. The Dudleys had um, Spike. And you'll see the other teams, they had their own little... Uh, yeah, they'll be coming out. Amazing, 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 amazing. Did Spike hit his head? Uh, booking in this oh, no, match. No, he's, he's solely good. Oh, it. there we go. Rhino's here on behalf of Edge and Christian. Right, exactly. Brilliant. Oh, here we go. This is when people... Uh, get this out of the fucking way. You know what's coming next. Right, he's there on behalf of Edge and Christian, which is random. You know who else is, is very closely Ooh, associated gore, with Edge gore, and Gore, Gore, Gore. Is that yeah. how Heyman used to... Yes. Gore. That gore, he throws yeah, that. Yeah, he, he's a... That's the third table break after I, Matt Hardy I, just got I, speared. Former someone. ECW heavyweight champion. So, he was the last ECW heavyweight You're right. champion. So someone I know met Rhino. He said, Pat, he was so huge he couldn't get through the door. That's a wide motherfucker. He's Look wide. at him. Look he's at his wide. legs. He's watching. Oh, oh here is she is. Oh, man. Was she fucking edge at this point? No. I mean, she's walking around with a thong out. She's so beautiful, and she's so... Oh, look at that. What a talent, because she was so different from everybody else. Oh, my God, Rhino. He grabbed her by the cooch. Oh, the low blow. You know who else was closely associated with Edge and Christian at this time? Oh, shit. Here we go. Kurt Angle. Yes. Whoa. Hurricane Rana. Look at that fucking... Look at the thong. I believe Kurt Angle oh has God, a backstage. Oh, 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 oh man! This match is just moving real quick. I believe Edge and Christian have a promo or segment with Kurt Angle. Doesn't Kurt Angle tap Benoit out after the match? Maybe I, don't I think I, I'm pretty sure they have a segment together on this too. They do. They do have a segment. I think Angle won that match. No, Angle lost, and then he tapped him out backstage. Or maybe Benoit lost and yeah. tapped him out backstage. Um, I, I would bet one or the other. I would bet a gentleman's bet of a dollar. I'm not super confident, but I'm fairly. Good. Oh my god! Wrap oh, that chair oh, around oh. Spike's head. Oh yes. shit! She's gonna. Yes. Why yes. is her answer yes. the top one? Yes. Dudley just got drilled and Lita oh, just got Oh my goodness oh my gracious! And she took a shirt off first. Good. Just in case. Just in case. Didn't hurt as bad. These chair shots are just. Yeah. No, this... because you don't see them anymore. Oh my god. I mean, and look, there, there's that no, one's not bad. There's no place in modern wrestling for a lot of this, just because we know now of the damage and and the trauma that it all fucking caused. science. That being said, you know, some of it's, you know, you make the risk, you're an adult, you're getting paid a lot of money, take a little bump here and there, but the chair shots that I had, yeah, I'm not comfortable watching it anymore. It's hard. Go go back and watch Mick taking the ones with the I, handcuffs. I don't, yeah. Horrible, baby. See, that's something I honestly wouldn't want to watch. I mean, I, I don't enjoy it, because... That's a real man, and he's really getting hit in the head. And, and if you really want to get sick, watch the oh, Beyond man. the Mat with his kids watching it, too. I know. Right now it's fine. But we're getting back here. Jeff is going up for a fucking spot. That Jeff. ladder has to be 20-something feet. There's tables. There's Rhino. They, right. He's only about a foot away. Is he going to fucking miss him? Rhino and Spike are set on. Uh, Rhino and Spike are under there. Okay, but they, Rhino's a little bit close there. What is Jeff thinking? Jeff. Fuck off! Oh, my goodness. And as I said, he misses the first table, and they both go through the second. Yeah. Wow. Jeff. Fuck. Jeff told he set that up a little too close, I think. That's the fifth. In Roman numerals, that's <laughs> V. Wait, are you counting the tables? The table breaks, yeah. 
Holy shit. We should have fucking bet on it before. And so in this match, Dudley's, their gimmick was the table. The Hardy's gimmick was the ladder. ladder. And Edge and Christian's gimmick was the chair. And they each had a third mascot. Brilliant. Yeah. I mean, just fucking poetry. Living, breathing poetry. This is wrestling. These this ladders are fucking about. enormous. That is the biggest ladder I've ever seen. You don't even need to go to the top. Right. To yeah. The ladder, but you know, the well, you have to. You always have to be at the very top rung. <laughs> Otherwise, you can't unclip it. Holy shit, Jeez. Jeff. And also, this was not commonplace at this time. Uh-oh. Do you, the first really amazing match was the tag team ladder match. It was at No Mercy 1999. You can all look it up. It was the Terry Runnels Invitational. It was an amazing, amazing match. And that's what set the stage for these um, TLC matches. Jeez, these ladders in the ring are just dangerous. Can you imagine Chris, not Wait, which one fun? did you say? It was the Terry Invitational, the Christian. That was at TLC or that was a... That was the first ladder match of this kind. The first tag team ladder match. Oh, Christian's ha- hanging by the look it up. Don't give me that fucking look. look what, was 2000, what was 2000 then? Look up No Mercy 1999. Oh, okay. No, you're right. I'm sorry. I 2000 mean, was, I thought the, you said was 2000. the first triangle oh, ladder match. Gotcha. Three teams. Jeff's gotcha. Just tightrope. Oh, this is just it. idiotic. It's like the floor is locked. Oh, oh, oh you holy fucking shit. shit! Holy shit! Holy shit! He is so lucky. What a shame! And now he has to act like it didn't happen. I would just bumped. Just take it. That's a hard one to take, though. Yeah. yeah. Jeff almost fell off these ladders here to trying to tightrope. Oh, he was oh doing the floor is fire routine. Yeah. You're eight feet away, Jeff. Your you fucking have these matches every night. You don't know where to put oh, the ladder. Oh, is this it? Is this, this is the spot we edge. all know? Yeah, it is. Look where the ladder is going. This is the spot. He's trying to fix it with his legs. There's Bubba. Let's make sure why. Oh, why Jeff can't shit. just grab the ladders and yank them? Oh my god. Here we go. I did not realize how that go got set the... up. Holy oh, shit! That edge spear, man, that never gets old. Because oh my! Look at the way god. Jeff took it. Look at the replay. I'm sure the replay. Jeff took it on. His back, flat, just absorbed all of it. Edge didn't do dick right there. That that spot is WWE infamy. And it's, it, yep. You'll never that was in every video than, ever. That's more infamous than Nikki K. Fabes. Here we go again. <laughs> Here we go again. Edge is ready. He's saying, I'm sorry, Jeff. Bob Bang. <laughs> You're right. You're right. And Jeff takes it perfectly. Jeff, take it all. Jeff took it all. It was the perfect Tuck bang. Tuck chin and hit it. Bang. Oh, man. It was like doing it to a dummy. He definitely couldn't fucking breathe for a couple minutes. That's for shit, sure. And now Matt Hardy and Bubba are at the top. Yo, Rhino's back. Oh, I lo- shit. Oh, oh, boy. Shit on a shingle. Oh, oh Those man. Those tables exploded. JR and Heyman, you know, are just at the point of just orgasm right now. <laughs> Fuck out! That's nine. Paul. That's nine total table tables after Bubba and, and Matt just went through four of them. Holy, Holy shit! shit. So that's like four guys out of this match already, right? Amazing. Uh, look, Christian's up. Bubba's gone. Matt's gone. Jeff's gone. Rhino's around. Rhino's somewhere. <laughs> Spike is gone. Oh my god! Oh my god! That that sucks. <laughs> that sucks. That's all... gotta be just a hard day to go to work. Like, and you know, backstage you're all debate. All right, which spot do you want to do? Well, I'm not taking the edge spear, so uh, but I'll go through the four tables. You know what's the shitty part about this, man? You know how they used to prep for matches. No, nothing back then? is shitty about this match. Well, I would just say being a wrestler. Look at probably... Rhino. Look at Rhino. He's, He's helping carrying... his boy. You... Oh! Oh! oh, oh, wow! There it is. There it is. Wow! Christian and Edge grab it. Right on the Devon's nose. Yo, how's that feel? Damn. Hey, babes, that was your boy. I, I, knew, I knew they won. 
My there God. you yeah, go. Of course, you guy needed someone to fucking lift him up there. There's right. something historical about a Christian stealing gold with a little assistance. Very good. Oh, Matt's busted open here. Wow, that's my guy. Yeah, let's there just look at these cards. Let's not get out of this too soon because they're gonna give the uh, yeah. We'll that match went. That match went end. quick. That it match was quick. pretty quick. It but felt quick because it was, it was spot after spot yep. after spot. And mind you, we're listening with the commentary. Probably would have been a little different. I would have been more. But each more spot engaged. meant something. Going back to what we talked about before, it's one spot. of the best matches of all time. Anywhere I go, if if someone was to say to me, Pat, tell me, you know, why do you like wrestling? Show me something. This is going to be the top three. I mean, this is one of my top three matches. I don't care who you are. I don't care from what culture you're from. I don't care what your interest levels are. I don't care who you are personally. I don't care who you voted for. This is a match that anybody could watch and say, that was impressive. Mm -hmm. That was an impressive feat by six athletes, nine if you count the other three that were involved, one being Lita, Spike, and Rhino. This was a match. Yeah, it was, it was great. It was great. I haven't watched it in a long time. I, I Like I said, I know who won, but... Man, that's and Christian won the first TLC as well. That's iconic moments, one uh, after the other. Yeah. And what you say, it went quick. It was moment at the moment at the moment. Yeah, just imagine that poor bastard Rhino. He was working in a fucking bingo hall two years earlier. Right, and now we're Shit. at WWF. At the time, access. Great time, by the great way. time. We love doing that yeah. shit when we go to Mania. All right, gentlemen. So that was TLC WrestleMania 17, and we have TLC. 2020. Yeah. And we also, we also have Taker and Triple H on this card. I don't know if you want to get that it. That was the... I Let me tell you. I'm not <laughs> a big fan of Triple H either, but that was... No, you? That was his finest hour, I think, this 17. Some of his... Well, his earliest stuff with Cactus was great. Oh. I mean, great. He was the best heel in the business for two or three years. I'm Holy shit. I'm going to clip that. <laughs> he was the best heel in the business. Absolutely. He was doing his Hunter Hearst Helm, Helmsley regime kind of thing. But yeah, this match. Well, I'm not ending this show talking about this match was Hunter. Uh, this match was great with three of the finest tag teams you'll see. So, 100%. and if anybody has a watch along that they'd like to suggest to us, we don't necessarily promise that we'll pick it, especially if we think it sucks. But we're <laughs> always open to suggestions. If you'd like to shout us out on Twitter, please do. And you can shout us out on Instagram at Ring Crew Radio. Three hundred followers plus. And where can this we is find your fucking, you? this is your fucking finest hour, right? And where can we find you, Nikki K Babes? At asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and where can we find you, Frank Cliff? He's not actually at asshole. <laughs> we'll get to him. Where can we find you, Frank Cliff? I am at High Flyer. H I G H F L Y E R R C R on Twitter. Oh, man. You can also follow us at Ring Crew Radio at Twitter. You can follow Nikki K. Fabes, who's still laughing in the corner, <laughs> at Nikki K. Fabe, R C R. That's N I C K Y K A Y F A B E R C R on Twitter. You can follow me at PJ Stack R C R on Twitter. I don't post anything, but I'm there. And I'd like to shout out very quickly at Lego. Let Go and Lego on Instagram at Toontown Tom at Bat Lego Man. Don't fucking laugh, you piece of shit. Who have offered us a great deal of support going forward. Yes, shout out. He gave us some new some new facial expressions to put on sure our covers. Did. They're great. 
And another little, so we'll make two more announcements. Coming out later in this week, we're going to address the Slammies, the Slammy Award nominees. That show will drop sometime between now and TLC. Stand back! That, that's the one. <laughs> that's the one. And finally, next week, one week from today, you at home are cordially invited to attend the Ring Crew Radio Christmas Party. I'm excited. I'm, I, I, I'm hoping the thing I got for it comes because we know you're coming at the end. We know you're coming into the, you're coming into the studio. I arms, heard you guys got me gifts. You're coming in arms swinging like Ebenezer Scrooge. I got I got some good stuff. I asked Nikki K. Faves if he was given to charity for Christmas. He said, "Are there no prisons? Are there no workhouses?" <laughs> He's a fucking Scrooge, folks. Piece of shit. He's a Scrooge. But we will all be here next week in studio for a little Christmas extravaganza, if you will. A happy holidays from us to you at Ring for Radio. And so, stay tuned for all Ring for Radio content. I am PJ Stackpole. He is infamous. And he is Nikki K. Faves. At asshole. <laughs> And he's coming off the top rope, as always, the high fly of Frank Cliff. This is Ring Crew Radio saying we appreciate your listen, as always. Thank you very much.